All right, we are live. This is uh, Project Ronin, Episode 5, with Brendan Baca, the CEO of Dark Haven, and Nasty Nate Harris, or Nathan Harris, uh, of 10th Planet. Whoa. What, what, what? Whoa. Just Nate. You didn't Nate. like that? Just Nate. Wait, oh, just Nate? Yeah. It is Nasty Nate on the gram, yeah, yes, though. Yes, Nasty Nate is acceptable. Nathan is never Nathan acceptable. Nathan is never acceptable. No, okay. unless you're my mom. Unless I'm your mom. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Um, you are the... Co- I, I still kind of don't understand how this is broken down, so go ahead and explain. Um, uh, me neither, really. Uh, I'm the head coach of 10th Planet Albuquerque. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and uh, I started... I stumbled in here not knowing anything, still not knowing anything. A couple of weeks ago, I got a few fundamentals classes here, and... Uh, we decided to do a podcast together, kind of get to know each other a little bit better, maybe tell some stories. And I, uh, you know, I walked in here and I didn't, I still don't know what I'm doing, but I think one of the coolest things, especially from a coaching standpoint, is you guys have good done like a really good job at telling, like teaching someone that literally doesn't know anything, like how, and feeling confident that they're learning. I think that's one of the coolest things. Um, and I only noticed that, or maybe I noticed that because, you know, I uh, am a coach or have been a coach in powerlifting throughout the years, you know, and that's very appreciated, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I kind of went on a rant there. I don't know what I'm saying. I mean, fuck, that's a skill in and of itself because I've, I've had coaches who were, like, amazing practitioners, like, can do fucking magic but can't tell you how they did it, mm. you know. Um and that is like what's really cool about coaching too is it makes you so much better because like i've done some shit that's like yeah this is my go-to thing but i also have like um but i also have you know five or six years of experience and body sensitivity by the time that like i was doing that thing you know what i mean so i'm like cool now i have to figure out how to teach that thing where it's like this body sensitivity what what is um I mean, just uh, like that mat time, that that okay. like muscle memory, kind of muscle memory, right? Like where it's like it, it, it it's that invisible, invisible jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu we were talking about, yeah, yeah. where it's like your hips are going to do a certain thing without you having to tell them because you've been there so many times. Sure. Or the second that you feel your opponent's hips turn a certain way, or as soon as they start to move a certain way your body knows where they're going because you've been in that Mm -hmm. situation thousands of times Mm. does that make sense yeah sure i think that's the best way for me to explain like body sensitivity where it's just like it's it's innate at that point you've Mm. put in the reps your body is moving it's not like here's a technique it's not like oh i didn't think to put my hand over there and then we so before you start going into your guru mode or i don't know that's <laughs> some people detest that word uh, coaching mode notes. there we go coach yeah right. coaching uh, you are a black belt right? i'm a brown belt brown belt okay yeah. and brendan is uh, a blue belt correct blue belt. yeah and yeah i started training with nate uh october 2016 so a little over two and a half years now something like that and uh was rock climbing before that and I don't think I had done anything. I went to went to Caveman Coffee. It was attached to Undisputed Fitness, attached to 10th Planet Santa Fe. Okay. I went there to work because it was like a five-minute longboard down ride down from my office. And so I would go set up my computer, interested in jujitsu, 
looked at everything and was like, I'm going to take a class. And I still went three more times with stuff in my bag and didn't tell anyone. Because uh, I was just like, I was fucking terrified. Shame. I had no idea what to expect. I was like, I'm going to go probably get injured, probably get hurt. I'm a pussy. I'm a rock climber. Like, didn't know anything. Finally told them I was there for a class. Went upstairs <clears throat> and there were no coaches still. So I was like, man, I could just bounce. Like, I could still just leave. And Nate walked upstairs and he was like, probably just waking up because it was a noon class mm, i wasn't working at the bar at that time so i was probably up at like eight and it's just like hey how's it going started talking to me train learned the electric chair nate tapped me like 14 times in five minutes and i was like how do i keep doing this it just immediately i'm a i'm a super i have a very addictive personality and luckily i've gotten addicted to things that are outwardly good for me and that kind of took a while in my life to find those things but when I train with Nate, the energy of, and this has been seen in every 10th planet school I've been to, the energy is Eddie Bravo. The energy is just growth and evolution and nothing else. And it's pure in that way. So when I first went in and trained with Nate, I knew that was an environment that I wanted to continue to be in and put myself in. And so it was, it was cool because it was something, I didn't know any jujitsu. I didn't know ground movement. I feel like I'm barely starting to understand. Didn't you wrestle no, no, no. You didn't even wrestle. No, oh, I wow. didn't do shit. Soccer, yeah. you said earlier? Yeah, yeah. Soccer, basketball uh, in high school, and then I golfed. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, I, I even did None a little bit. None of that even close to jiu-jitsu. Yeah. No, yeah, no grappling, cool. no nothing. And I feel like... You started something totally different. And the system that's built coming from 10th Planet Santa Fe, like we are our reps. So we are what's been handed down to us and what we've done. Nate coming up under Tate and the family he came up under it was Tate? just like Tate Fletcher. Uh -huh. And it was like, we're going to wrestle hard and we're going to do jujitsu. We're going to give people a lot of options. They're all going to be bad. So for those of uh, you who don't know who Tate Fletcher is, you, wanna, you guys probably can give him a way better introduction than I ever could. So go ahead. Uh, so Tate Fletcher was my coach. He, um, he started 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu Santa Fe, which is where I started training okay. um, back in 2008. And um, Tate is, I mean, fuck, how do you describe yeah, Tate? Sure. He is, the man's everything. So he ended up in Santa Fe in the early 90s to go to school at St. John's. Um, and then got into stick fighting under Arlen Sanford. What's uh, stick fighting? Uh, so More uh, like Morgan from Walking Dead stick fighting? I've never stuff. watched The Walking Dead. But uh, yes, it, it is literally beating the shit out of each other with sticks. Yeah, like it's, it's, exactly. It's, exactly. You have right. a stick in one hand or both, and you just fucking, you just fight, what you know? Okay, um, I could see that. I mean, he's... Yeah, so, it, and, uh, and it's, it's funny, like, Tate and I had a really good uh, conversation about, like, jujitsu and martial arts and all of that, and, and I can get to that later, but um, one of my favorite, Tate has a thousand quotes that you could attribute to him on any given day one of my favorite ones um was us talking about jujitsu and how some people think they they become super badass because they learn jujitsu um <clears throat> i know exactly what you're talking about and uh and he goes motherfucker i'm a stick fighter i learned jujitsu for your safety damn okay <laughs> because he was a bouncer yeah, and yeah. he's like i i can't like beat the fuck out of people Mm -hmm. as a way of bouncing mm -hmm. you know so he's like i learned jujitsu because i knew it was a safe way to incapacitate people yeah, yeah. he's like so i needed it for my job sure so he um started doing jujitsu uh under um 
Alberto Crane in Santa Fe. Okay. And then got, I think, his purple belt up in the gi. And then he went to the Ultimate Fighter Season 3. Um, and then after that, started training under Eddie Bravo in L.A. Got his brown belt under Eddie. Jim. Came back to Santa Fe. Took over Undisputed. Made the 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu Santa Fe. Um, and I started under him. <clears throat> and then his sense, you know, he's become a pretty big-name actor, stuntman, mm. coffee mogul. Yeah. He's so he's the owner of or co-owner of Caveman Coffee. Yeah. So Caveman Coffee is owned by Tate Fletcher, uh, Keith Jardine, and Lacey Mackey. Okay. Who is <clears throat> Lacey Mackey is um, not by any means like a super famous person, but mm -hmm. she is one of the baddest ladies I've ever met. She's probably the most badass woman I know. Okay. Um, just like business-wise, she mm -hmm. gets shit done. She runs companies. She mm -hmm. like. She has Caveman with Tate and Keith, and then she also has, uh, like, a marketing company called Black Ops Productions. Oh, wow. Which is, like, you know, they handle stuff for, like, Doritos and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, not, you know, little small-time marketing stuff. So she is, a, like, I remember <clears throat> we, the first time I ever went to L.A., me and my two two of my best friends, Wheezy and Ruben, who we all started together. We were training together. We were, I think, all blue belts in 2010. And we went to L.A. for the first time to compete at IBJJF Worlds. And while we were out there, she's like, oh, cool. Like, I'm running these events this weekend. You guys can come. Mm -hmm. And I'll get you in. I'll get you seats and everything. Sure. And, and the events that she was running were the Spike Guys Choice Awards and the MTV oh, Movie shit. Awards. Dang, huge. I mean, biggest right. of the big, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's who she is. She's, wow. Yeah, she's super badass. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, her, Keith, and Tate own Caveman. Um, and then Tate also um, has some bars and stuff in Texas. Yeah, it was, uh, I was there. Um, I think Concrete Cowboy. Concrete Cowboy. Yeah, I watched um, the, uh, that was the Mayweather and um, um, Connor fight. Yeah, it was raining like crazy. I actually took a picture with Aubrey Marcus there. Like I was like so starstruck because Aubrey's also the co-owner of that, I believe, as well of Concrete Cowboy. I don't know. I could be putting my foot in my mouth. He's owner of On It. For those of yeah. you who don't know, so perfect time to plug one of our new sponsors too, Project Ronin Radio. Uh, On It. Uh, we have just partnered with them. Go ahead and use uh, onit.com slash Project Ronin for 10% off all supplements and foods, people. Yeah. yeah. I won't uh, shove too many things down your throat right now, so <laughs> we'll just let them organically go. I've been using Shroom yeah, Tech for years, and I sure. fucking swear by it. It's Go amazing. ahead and speak <laughs> to it a little bit, Shroom Tech support. <clears throat> yeah, Shroom Tech. Um, the Shroom Tech sport is, is like my go-to pre-workout it's amazing awesome it fucking makes me feel super happy i take it before i compete before i work out like wow yeah and no i swear by it so i've uh i've been sent out uh in the past when we first started working with on it and they sent me some alpha brain and i really liked that um i could definitely i felt like a little bit more alert i'm not gonna like blow it out of the water and say it was like some super drug or something but i definitely was able to like focus a little bit better which is hard for me most of the time um so now uh you know it's cool I've never really stood behind brands unless I really, you know, believed in them or used the products. So now, they are Mr. associated with no. Project Mr. Ronin. Nasty Nate, can yeah. ask you a question? Absolutely. Uh, real quick, before you ask me a question, I want to ask Simon a question. Sure. Have you been to the Onnit facilities? Not yet. Um, God, I'm talking with my boy, um, Paul. Uh, he's Same my main, question I was uh, ask you, Mr. you know... Nate. 
Really? My main no. uh, no. contact Maybe. over there at On It, he's gonna. He, we're, we're talking about having some people from their guys do get on our podcast, etc. We're gonna be working with them a lot. So, um, and I've actually talked to Paul, and he's he wants to talk to you guys about working with you guys here at Dark Haven. So, uh, you know, whatever I can do for you guys, whatever you know. Yeah, cool. The facility is one of the most amazing places. It's in Austin, right? Yeah, I I had um, I've been there. F- a good handful of times. It's amazing. Yeah. I went, um, I was there to, um, well, the first time I went was right after I got my brown belt. So like a little over three years ago, I went and I had a super fight at the, uh, I think the first on it invitational. Okay. Um, is the first one they did. And I had a super fight against, uh, one of Tim Kennedy's dudes. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Talk about a badass, scary dude. Yeah. I, sure. I didn't know that. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's good. What was, yeah. what was <laughs> yeah. the guy's name? Uh, Don, Don Dow, something like that. Don Dow. Super nice guy. I met him like short dude, fucking jacked. Um, we had a good match. I tried to get a flying guillotine on him, which gave them the picture that they've used for the past like oh, ten. Sick. I know. I was like, "Can you like? Where's my money?" Right? Yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> use the same picture every one. I was Shout like, "Well, out. you know." But he ended up uh, he ended up tapping me out with a north south choke. And this was like a month after I got my brown belt, and I was like, "All right, I feel pretty good." And then after the fact. Like I was walking around, and I'm like, I lost. I didn't. I wasn't in a great mood. Mm-hmm. And Tim Kennedy walks up to me, and he's like, "Hey, man, you looked fucking great out there. Sick. Like, dude, such a good job." Like, I was like, "Oh, uh, uh, thank, uh, hey, Tim Kennedy, thank Serious. you." And he's like, "Dude, I had no idea that he was one of Tim's dudes. I, I didn't know who he was. I was like, cool, nice guy, had a match." And uh, he's like, "Yeah, man, like, honestly, don't feel bad. He should have got his black belt years ago. Like." I haven't been tapped out in two years. Nobody's tapped me in two years, wow. and he caught me with that exact same choke twice last week. Holy shit. <laughs> I was like, He's waiting for it. He's like, so don't feel bad. Yeah. I was like, I mean, I, f- I still feel bad. I lost. I'm so never- still, that's a cool... Yeah. <laughs> right. And I was like, well, that, I mean, that's cool. Thanks, thanks sure. Tim. Tim um, what was really funny about that is uh, after that, like, then we went back into, like, the on-it, like, offices to watch uh, to watch the fights that night. Oh, I forgot cool. who it was. I forgot UFC? who was fighting. Yeah. Um, but, um, so we were back there and they were like doing the fight companion and like we were doing podcasts and like, cause there was like a slew of people there. There were like two or three different podcasters. Um, and then like Aubrey and all them were doing their fight companion and Eddie Bravo and all that. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we all went out to uh concrete cowboy okay. to party and we were there and like they rope off like a special section for us. And it's like all jujitsu people. Right. Yeah. So it's like me all my like a bunch of 10th planet people eddie aubrey and we're like in this little roped off section of concrete cowboy uh uh, and like we have our own like are you sure it wasn't for the connor and mayweather fight no okay or i'm positive because because you said 2013 right it was like 2015 15 okay yeah it was at the end of 2015 yeah um 17 right but it was just yeah it was just like last year yeah um but it was i just thought it was so funny because we we had we had our own team of bouncers like yeah watching where we were sitting and i'm like looking around and i'm like i so feel like don't need like bouncers. i feel like we probably don't need we're these okay. guys yeah you can go somewhere like, else yeah i'm like you you guys can like wander around <laughs> like we're we're good watch the fight funny yeah, yeah. <laughs> like go watch the fight for sure i mean the only reason you're needed here is for us to feel super bougie and you can be like a oh, private party please step yeah, away yeah. that's yeah. like i think we're safe sure like were you you got like a very highly concentrated group of very dangerous men up here like yeah we're good even like the women up here are super dangerous so so when it comes to that like um 
I don't know, there's a bunch of different ways I guess we could approach this. I feel <coughs> that when you when you go into something like jujitsu, you're um kind of like adapting almost almost like a code already without knowing you are because you have expectations due to the school that you go to, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, I know right? I've embraced the code. Sure. Like Tell Eddie Bravo's it. code is just it's growth and evolution. So uh -huh. there is like a system that he has created specifically for MMA and self-defense, right? Taking the gi off. He got his black belt in the gi from John Jacques Machado. Uh -huh. And so he adapted that system for MMA. And, and for me, having a system that's on the cutting edge where his students, if they teach, are better at rubber guard, they'll teach that rubber guard class. He's mm -hmm. like, why would I teach? I'm getting sure. in everyone's way. My own yeah. way included because I could learn from Learn you. from them. And that's the thing that I think is most important is growth and evolution is whether you're a white belt or a black belt, you got to be able to like give what you have because there's so much that you can give to everyone else, other people, and then also be willing to get because that white belt might show you something like Nate has a specific thing for a leg system that's uh, or leg position. It's called little girl because a little girl, a little blue belt taught him it. And it was just like he could have been like, you don't know shit. But then he wouldn't have learned that. Well, I had a very similar experience, and maybe not very similar. I, I had a similar, I had an experience tonight. Okay, we'll say that. Where you know I was rolling with some. We went live. This is the second time we went live since the entire time I've been here, and maybe the last four weeks. Um, and it was it was fun. You know, I we were we were trying to not get swept. Right, that was what was yeah. Happening. Open guard starting mm -hmm. from. Like behind the leg control. Yeah, and I had no problem with the dudes at all. You know, I didn't. I don't think I got swept. Maybe the second time I did get swept by one of the um, guys that's been here for a while. But um, then my third or fourth partner was a little blonde lady that she swept me. Like, but it was crazy because like I saw it as it was happening, and I <laughs> wanted to do what I just thought I'd learn and it just was not happening. I don't know. And she just, she got me, you know, and I had no problem with dudes that were, you know, I'm pretty much weighing probably around the same weight as me, those guys, yeah. you know, Armando. Well, and, uh, yeah, it was cool. I got, I got swept quick, dude, it, by a child. Yeah. There, there was a child Fane. in here. He, he was good. Fane's I saw him. Then. I saw him before <laughs> because you guys there. said Simon <laughs> told me beforehand. This is he, he was like, you're probably gonna get teamed up with like somebody who's similar size as you, and I'm a smaller guy. I'm short, you know, and uh, so I was scoping out like who's gonna be in here, and I saw a child, but then I he was pretty good, and then I was hoping I wouldn't go up against him because I knew that he was gonna I, whatever we were doing against each other, he was probably gonna beat me at, and he, dude. I didn't even have a chance against him. But in my defense, I was trying to keep my vision intact and I was trying to stay conscious because I'm so out of shape, dude. I needed <laughs> water at that point. <laughs> but it was fun, at humbling, point, and humbling and a lot of fun. I, I am totally sarcastic, but it was really fun. Well, and that shows you, uh, like, the the proof is in the pudding for the jujitsu. you know? It's like you're not going to have a problem against the guy your own size because that guy your own size is used to being strong sure. and, like, using that strength, whereas the little woman half your size is not used to being able to use her strength, so she's going to get her leverage exactly yeah. right. Well, and I've tried to come in here a little bit more prepared here and there because I've been watching a lot of videos and stuff, and one thing that really made me click in my head or that helped click things in my head is uh, – you know, you're not trying to move them. You're trying to move around them. You know, that's really helped me, especially now that I learned that in one of the last videos that I watched. 
I forgot what YouTube channel it was, but I think a girl was that they were showing like a, a new move that they developed or something, how to get away from someone pinning your hands against a wall or something. That was the premise of the video. But she just said, remember, you're not trying to move them. You're trying to move around them, you know, and that's really helped me. Like even today, you know, with the guy that we were learning the, the what is it, the cross guard, uh, what was the? X guard. X guard. Yeah. Um, what was the name of the coach this evening? Uh, Johnny. 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 Yeah. Brown belt monster. Awesome yeah. coach. Really good coach. Yeah. He's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. He brought a lot of movements involved with what we were doing, but he was really, really good in breaking them down to, into pieces. And they all need to be done the way that the coach directs them to be done. And that's the thing I was having a hard time with, like moving the hips. Oh, I forgot I had to do that, but my hands were in a good spot. My feet were in a good spot, but I forgot to do the hip movement or I forgot to do something. And then that just breaks down everything. And then I was, I got taken down by it. I think that's the beauty of jujitsu <laughs> is that it's <laughs> like, going back to that. it's so intentional. You can yeah. be so intentional. And when you are super intentional with grips and with placements and leverage, it's just physics amazing stuff can happen it's just physics exactly but it, it's crazy because the biggest thing is just being able to be intentional and like have body sensitivity at the same time and that's why i fell in love with it i'm a nerd and so i was just like yeah. so many details it's like google earth where you can look at jujitsu from above and then you can go like all the way down to street view and just look at the x guard sweep from bottom right that's yeah. all we did today so we like came down to that like touchdown and then can bloom back up to whatever yeah. we do the and, next and, day. And Johnny said you guys are all going to have homework this week. And <laughs> I'm sure you, we can dig into some videos on the X Guard for the whole next week. Yeah, that was the thing too. But that was not was the only thing we learned today. When so I was climbing, I would usually do like an hour or two of like research is what I call it on how people were training, where they were bouldering. No, no, no. The, just the, the whole aspect of being able to go down to street view. Right, and when I was able to see, like the first night Nate I did. Nate has a weird look on, he's just looking at you very judgmental. strange. I don't, I don't know, know why. I'll, I'll okay. pick it back up. I'm just listening. <laughs> okay, okay. I went home that night, and instead of looking at, this goes back to my addictive kind of personality and finding things, instead of looking up climbing videos, I just looked up jujitsu videos. So it switched from climbing to jujitsu? It just replaced. I was instantly? Going, I wanted or? to instantly, that night, I wanted to do jujitsu and climb because the winter bouldering is really good in the foothills here oh tell and it was us about that too it was like six this. months before i had even thought of climbing mm -hmm. like my friend matt was like dude when are we going to climb and i was like oh in a little bit and he's like it's been four and a half months and i was didn't like, realize it at that point huh kind of sounds like the way i i talked to you about starting to come here it was always yeah. like I didn't, and I'm glad I actually didn't drop in when I said I was going to drop in because I was saying I was going to come during open mats, you know, and uh, and I kept telling Brendan that like, when's your next open mat? And he'd always be like, okay, it's Wednesday at this time, and I would ask him again, and he'd was be like, that this same last Friday, you guys same time, same place, you know, and uh, and uh, I eventually came to what I should have, you know, always came to, which was the fundamentals, and I'm so happy that exists because I don't know anything about anything when it comes to most things especially like uh self-defense stuff like that dude know. it's changed the outlook of our school like sure. we started that maybe a couple months back maybe january yeah it was in january and it really because we a lot of people had like fire from different positions but no one had like this 
strong like in That's between the need. cracks of concrete mm -hmm. right that like foam that helps keep everything sturdy and so this class you can already just tell everyone's just like tough from so many more positions yeah, yeah well you know it's it's fundamentals for a reason right um and you know you did some powerlifting. uh you got into powerlifting around uh what was it like six months ago when we met kind of around that time yeah it's been i've done the power building program i'm about to finish the third time okay. so like four months ago I feel what's like. your what pr you? bro what can you lift oh bro oh bro <laughs> what can you put <laughs> no, up bro? for real though like you started so that's a good opportunity for us to go into the segment of the podcast which is called how much you bench bro oh yeah dude i got baby bench. please tell me that's an actual podcast <laughs> that's an actual <laughs> portion right right yeah, yeah. Now. it is now get ready yeah. to so Destiny, um how much you bench bro there you, you go. started uh you started powerlifting six months ago you were on your third time on the power building program yeah uh, so the power building program is not even an innately acutely focused on strength gain it's for uh, you know hypertrophy and strength gain you know but you've you seem to progress pretty well through it as have a lot of people from what they've told me um what Can do you, you think oh, translating over yeah do you feel sure. the translation yeah one of the biggest things was i I was just at a little bitch 140 weight and I was like, cool, I'm just going to stay here for a bit. And I like popped a rib and then popped my ankle and I was oh. like, all right, it's time to put weight on. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like I just felt the need to, and that was kind of why durability. I've actually really enjoyed durability. Yeah. And I've actually really enjoyed never done powerlifting mm -hmm. or really lifting at all. I did a little bit in high school, but I didn't, you know, we like bench and thought we were cool. Sure. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I didn't. Used to stay I used on the to skip the weight room, machine. but that's a whole other story <laughs> yeah. for a different time of the podcast. But coming to it now, I really enjoy like powerlifting. Can you chronicle your progress a little bit? Maybe you started here deadlifting what, and then now you're at what right now? What uh, year did you start where you realized that you had the injuries and thought maybe you should stack some weight on? What year was that? How old were you? I guess I should. What year? Say. Oh, like three months ago or four months ago? The powerlifting? Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. Okay, so how much do you weigh now? Yeah, I'm like 150-ish. So you put on 10-ish 10, 10 pounds? Well, it was all like, yeah. 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 Um, I also had the flu, so it was like 155. Yeah, you got sick recently. Yeah. <laughs> but I started, I think my first deadlift, I mean, you kind of did a private with Ferg and I when we dropped yeah, in. Yeah. And that was like super helpful because you, your coaching style is very detail-oriented like i enjoy coaching and so i was able sure. to just like eat all of it up mm -hmm. and, well, and and you guys brought something up about yeah it's just physics and powerlifting is probably one of the most acute examples of specifically what physics are and you know you know your body is just one big lever and we're just trying to move this weight as efficiently as possible that's so yeah that's all powerlifting is and it, it's crazy that there's so many different coaches that like to try and sell it as something that a guru is needed for no once you learn the fundamentals and that's what the way i've always approached coaching is you know by the time i'm done with you unless you you need that coach to keep you accountable there's whatever there's a bunch of different reasons why people have coaches in powerlifting um but my goal is to get to a point after a, a certain amount of cycles to where you don't need me anymore because you've learned the fundamentals and you understand the basics on how to program for yourself you know you yeah. probably get yourself to a good intermediate level most of the time once you learn the fundamentals By within powerlifting after, yeah if you if you can't yeah. if you can't navigate your way through whatever resources that you sure. might have available to give yourself a foundation to go into the gym and 
do a deadlift or a bench press or something yeah, as simple and, and as a push-up, then a coach may be necessary. Um, and then, yeah, I think, I think you're probably right. Luckily, at this point in time, and especially, uh, you know, with this day and age and access to information, like, there is a lot of great resources out there for pretty much anything that you're trying to do with when it comes to the internet, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, powerlifting especially. Uh, there's a lot of great uh, things out there. One of uh, my idols within powerlifting who has also uh, transitioned into uh, uh, BJJ, he just got his blue belt um, from a Gracie school. His name is Chad Wesley Smith. He is a monster. He is a... Uh, Super heavyweight within powerlifting. He's squatted over 800 pounds. He's Whoa. deadlifted over 800 pounds. Uh, bench pressed Whoa. over 500 pounds. And he just got his blue belt. Um, That's a terrifying blue yeah, belt. Yeah, that is scary. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Hearing it as a blue belt, tell me, is yeah, that yeah. terrifying? Yeah. Oh, we yeah, kind of talked like, about yeah. it on the phone the other yeah. day. Yeah. About as, as, as a, a brown man. belt, that's yeah. scary. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bad man. <laughs> How big is he? Uh, well, super he's, he's still around. Yeah, super heavy. He's over three hundred. You know, yeah, I don't want to roll with that guy. <laughs> what? I don't think anybody does. You know, What's his name again? Chad Wesley Smith. I mean, I uh, kid. Beautiful, I, big blue eyes. Chad, you know? if you're listening to this, I'll roll with you. I, I was just kidding. <laughs> I'll roll. Yeah, I will too. I don't care. <laughs> it's, but it's, I, I saw another YouTube video. Is like, you know, white belts never try to submit anyone that's over your belt. Like, just don't even try. Like, don't even you try shouldn't it. try. Yeah, what do you think about that? No, no, fuck that. Because like, I'm coming yeah. in. I'm coming in into. I Get love. Em. I love coming into new fields, and and then you see all these different uh, metas that people think are established within their field. And as a newcomer, I've never. Okay, I know there's certain things you give respect to, like the school you're learning from, et cetera, et cetera. But I've never given a shit about certain i guess traditions when it comes to sports like that i feel like i love that 10th planet the way you guys handle um open mat from any school can come and train here with you guys i've talked to a few guys that said you know sometimes that's problematic within schools and they go as far as calling you a traitor sometimes for going to a different school is that something that's real because within powerlifting there's so many forms of that kind of bullshit. People are so temperamental and their egos just take over almost every aspect of what powerlifting is. It's pathetic, actually. For sure. And that is, um, that's a coach with a small ego. Sure. Okay. You know, and that's what's like, well, you're my guy. Mm. You know, it's a dude who like kind of wants the Lord over people mm. or is like wants to make sure that like you only learn from me. So you're totally mine, like which is some really like insecure, small ego Weird. shit, yeah. you know, um, like I was I was brought up like, yeah, fucking learn from anybody, you know, like everybody has something to teach you, you know, um, and uh, it's like the, the way I see it, like and the way I was brought up is like, you, you want your students to be good, right? Like, so why are you coaching? Why are you a coach? Is it because you just want to lord over people? Okay. In which case you're a little bitch. Um, or do you want to actually help people get better and build this skill? Um, my goal as a coach, kind of like you said, like in powerlifting, the goal is for you to not need me. I mean, like I want all of my people to be better than me absolutely you know like or as good as they possibly can be i want them to be the best and i'm not going to sit here and pretend that i've i know everything there is to know about jujitsu i don't sure i mean you know? clearly i mean that's why there's a belt system too i mean it, op it right. openly says you know okay i'm a brown belt this is my general uh you know what i know right is right and safe enough to, to assume to to an extent okay. you know like i mean i definitely know like 
there are probably some purple belts out there that who know more than me. I'm sure that there are some black belts who don't know as much as me. You know what I mean? Like, and, and brown belts, like, all over the spectrum. Um, but, you know, no matter what, is like, I want Brendan to be as good as he possibly can from ju- at jujitsu. So if that means him going to other open mats or him training with other people, like, yeah, fuck yeah. And, like, the way I see it is, like, if you're, like, if you decide to leave and go train under somebody else, I'm like, well, that's on me. You know, I'm like, I wasn't a good enough coach. Like, I wasn't, like, and I have to constantly be getting I mean, better. does it even need to be that far? Or, like, because my, my friend, he's came here, Joe, uh, he trains yeah, at yeah. Coyote Jiu-Jitsu. Um, he feels like he can come here and learn and uh, vice versa. I think he, his coach doesn't get upset if he comes here either. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, sorry. I mean, like, leave all together. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you're like, hey, oh. man, like, disassociate. Like, okay. I'm going to a different school. With a specific you know? gym sure. for one reason yeah. or another. Yeah. Or, or, you know, it's just, like, that other place fit your vibe better which sure. is cool mm-hmm. like I, I want that we want people yeah. to want to be here if i want to be somewhere else we want you to be there yeah cool. absolutely like i i if you're um, gonna be learning jujitsu that's cool Keep yeah going. yeah absolutely like um i i know that i'm not for everybody i am I'm like acquired taste <laughs> yeah i am i am not i i can be abrasive sure. i can be a lot of things and uh-huh. i know that like i'm a certain kind of flavor and not everybody's gonna like that flavor and if that's not you, then that's fine. No hard mm-hmm. feelings. I ain't mad at you. I know how I am. But on the same time, like, you don't go out of your way to be, like, an asshole or anything. I right. mean, from, from a student that has just walked into your class now, like, I you're, I think you're being a little harsh on yourself. You're, you're actually very approachable, and you're very good at conveying, you know, ideas as a coach and very patient. That's the biggest thing. I think a lot of people are so scared to go and do something like this because they feel like they're going to be treated like crap or just highlighted about the fact that they don't know anything. And it seems like across the board... It seems pretty pervasive that within, especially Tenth Planet, that that's not really there because it's a that's a system based on growth and evolution. And what is growth? Growth starts from a place that is nothing, then you grow from that into something and evolve, right? So, oh yeah, go for with, it. With growth and evolution comes death too. So sure. you have to be okay with things dying because that means you're progressing or looking in different directions. And I think that's. Yeah, it's just Eddie Bravo has done an incredible, every school, every 10th planet I've visited has had that. And that's why we do second Friday of the month, we do an open mat here, 6.30 p.m. It's more like a block party than an open mat. That's the vibe I want to create. Cool. Right? I want it to be like music bumping, can't really talk to the person next to you, just kind of point in between to get rounds. And it's just five minute rounds until people are like, I don't want to do five minute rounds anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's what I think cool. is really cool, cool about that is our space. I wanted it to be in, and this was inspired from Project Bouldering, starting that company. I just wanted to bring the climbing community together. So I want to do the same thing here. We want to do the same thing. It's just bringing the jujitsu community together. It's like, I want everyone to tap me and I want to learn from them. Perfect. Yeah. That's ideal. Yeah, I want everybody to come in. And I want to fucking, I want to roll with everybody. I want to train with everybody. Um, and it's like, my competition is not the other jujitsu schools. Sure. My competition is the couch. Mm-hmm. You know, like, my competition is anything else. Mm-hmm. My competition, it's not jujitsu versus jujitsu. It's jujitsu versus not jujitsu, you know? So it's like, I, I got zero beef with any other jujitsu school in town, in the state, in the fucking world. I mean, like, there's a couple guys within the jujitsu world I don't like, but whatever, that's going to happen no matter what. But it's episode 
next time you guys are on, we'll, maybe we'll dig into that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so these are all the dickheads I don't like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, <laughs> so it's like... Every store has Yeah, <laughs> you know, and the bigger anything gets, the more douchebags it get in. Sure. But, like, I was... Dicks there be. Yep. There I was I was brought up in under the mindset of, or the ideology that in jiu-jitsu there are no douchebags because a douchebag comes into jiu-jitsu and he won't last. Mm-mm. So he'll either change and become not a douche or yep. he'll leave. Um, boxing that's what i heard yeah so I'm, I'm 32 years old and simon talked about coming into here and and the energy and, and brendan talked about the friday every second friday of the month or and the energy you want to create here i'm 32 i came to a jiu-jitsu class for the first time in my life today and it was humbling for one but it was fun i had a good time yeah and uh i broke a good sweat and i after it, I told Simon, I haven't sweat like that in years, dude. dude Good workout. And I learned some stuff, you know, and so I'm going to dig into it, right, you know, man. for the next week. And so that's a good vibe that you guys have created here. I appreciate that. And so, I, yeah, I encourage people to, to get off the couch. That's always, that hasn't really been a battle for me because I've worked out at lifted weights, like mountain bike and, and such. But wanting, I've always wanted to do jujitsu and it's always been, well, am I going to go on there and I get choked out that first day? Yeah. No, I just got taken down by a kid who some some 13 year old 15 year old who was good who's been doing it for a while who yeah so it's fun and it's all in good nature over here i really appreciate that you guys and that is like i mean that kind of lends to like i was a funny guy way before i was in jujitsu or did Mm -hmm. martial arts or anything like that so like i enjoy making people laugh Mm -hmm. but also like anything i'm doing if it's crossfit if it's powerlifting if it's jujitsu like no matter what i'm in charge of or what i'm involved in i always want you to walk out happier than when you walked in oh that's been every single time that i've came to class and especially coming in coming to class feeling kind of shitty sometimes and i think this is the way it was this is why i like it so far uh so much is because it's very similar to powerlifting like you you know you feel like crap or whatever's going on in your day you get there and you're you know repping out you know 600 for whatever whatever whoever's repping out whatever for whatever like by the time you're done, you you don't really you feel better. You forget know? it all. Oh, you forget yeah. about all of it, and because you have to, uh, especially within jujitsu, if you come in here and you let everything that's bothering you, you know, cloud your mind, you're not going to learn. You're not going to be able to learn anything no. at all. And also, you know? w- when you get to live rolling, if you're not, you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah, like someone's going to hurt you. Yeah, you know, because like if you like, if I'm rolling with you mm-hmm. and I'm not hyper present, how how tall and how much do you how big are you? Uh, I'm six three, and right now about uh, I'm probably about two twelve. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm three hundred and eight pounds. I'm brown belt. I'm I five nine. About. I'm five nine and one seventy five right now. So if okay. I have a guy who's six three, and what two two ten you said, yeah. trying to hurt me, mm-hmm. and I'm not hyper present, mm-hmm. then I'm gonna get hurt. Okay. Like you have to have my undivided attention, and in that everything else goes away. You yeah, know, or it's sure. like for a lot of people, like this is therapy. Oh yeah, I can see that. I'm never, maybe never, more at peace than right after jujitsu. Yeah. I remember one time, God, I had a horrible week, and this was years ago. Like I think I was like upset over a girl, probably, sure. and like other things happening. And I mean, nasty Nate. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't Who know. could imagine? Um, 
his own, he made him that name himself, I think. So. <laughs> I didn't. I did not name oh, myself okay. that. Okay. Uh, you, you, the rule <laughs> is you can never give yourself your, your nickname. That is true. Okay. Yeah. Um, but and then like I was just in like a horrible fucking mood, and I went into the gym on a Sunday, and I did stick fighting. And I'll tell you, as hyper present as you have to be when you're doing jujitsu. Oh, when there's a grown man who's very skilled oh. swinging a stick at you, you are never more present than in That's that moment. Oh, God, it's amazing. Oh. And then, so I did stick fighting and then went right into jujitsu for an hour after that. And then afterwards, I'm just laying there covered in sweat and bruises. And I was like, the fuck was I upset about? Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. My life is fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. I got all this great fucking, oh, man. It actually, yeah, I... I th- you yeah you really are able to expand e- a lot easier on the blessings you do have I guess and you can see them a little bit more clearly. Right. I don't know if that's solely because of getting into jujitsu, but definitely as uh, you know heightened my ability to process that way. Uh, I guess the way me and John came together and uh, created this podcast together that was also another moment of like clarity for both of us in our lives. Like it allowed us to really like pull back that google earth view like you said and we were both able to like look into a lot of scary shit a lot of things that we've done uh haven't done whatever and it really allowed us to put a lot of positive energy that gave this podcast a lot of momentum into those first four episodes that are doing great you know thank you to everyone who's been a part of this so far it's been you know it's a passion project in every sense of the word right now but it's going to end up being whatever it ends up being you know and right now it's been nothing but positive you know and that's the way we want to keep going you know i don't uh i I don't like to consider myself an an expert on anything not even the deadlift and that's something i love but i want to just be able to highlight people that know shit that i don't know about so we can teach people that there's so many things out there to learn like within the the, the principles that you had said about eddie bravo and 10th planet jiu-jitsu can you say them again yeah 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 and and, i mean just uh it was making me think of just like dark haven studio like Mm -hmm. the whole entire thing like you're saying you explored a bunch of darkness right a bunch of like going into difficult things maybe unpacking shit that you haven't unpacked before sure and that's like we're using like hashtag enter the darkness because i think that in darkness like looking at that going deep within darkness which can be struggle which can be challenge which is very whatever easily, adjective yeah yeah can be um it's jujitsu yeah going into that darkness and exploring it that's why i think we feel so good after because it's primal there's nothing like if someone's on your back and trying to choke you in that moment you're just like if you feel comfortable there it's a beautiful thing sure. it's like such a crazy moment to be in this like experience and everything is going into there you're being hyper aware you're prepared yeah you're prepared and after you leave and getting in your car and something someone honking at you you're like that's not a threat sure like you separate what a real threat is and that's actually something that i i think can happen yeah and like when we were training it was always uh you know tate telling us like you gotta learn how to be uncomfortable or being learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable yeah you know embracing the suck I mean, that's one of the biggest things within powerlifting that if you don't learn that, 
especially once you get to the point of you know you're uh, you have a pretty su substantial training age or um, you're even in the training age doesn't matter let's say you're getting to the point to where you're no longer uh, intermediate now you're getting into the more advanced you know the body weight pulls you're maybe pulling three four times not four times maybe three times two times your body weight whatever the progression scheme is like uh, it doesn't really matter because at a certain point if you don't have that focus no matter what it is you know you're, you're going to kind of flounder you know yeah so, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there's anything i've seen the direct correlation of just time doing something and progression like it's the craziest of, of course your community matters who you're training with right mm -hmm. we're only as good as the people we surround sure. ourselves but i never thought i would get a blue belt in jujitsu i was mm -hmm. just like i'm so uncoordinated i didn't i didn't know shit i didn't know how to move on the ground and you're saying time and all you do is just keep showing up yeah. and well, it's cool to see others so all things being equal time is well, more yeah, than yeah, yeah. And that's crazy because my perception of you this whole time uh, until you've just broken down exactly how I guess you perceive yourself. I, I don't know. I don't want to go that crazy or put my words in your mouth. Philosophical. Yeah, you know, but like I, I was, uh, I mean, you do know way more than I do, of course, for sure. But I thought, uh, I thought more, I thought, I don't know what I'm really trying to say here. Um, huh? You said to get crazy. No, I, I just, I perceived you a little bit differently in the sense that uh, I thought you were more of an expert. And then I came to find out that you were more, you know, more, I mean, we're all learning, of course, you know what I mean? Especially as a blue belt, you know, and I, that was very cool to see, like, holy shit, like, even this guy that knows so much more than I do, you know, um, it, and I just thought that was cool, you know, and the way you broke it down is like, no, I mean, there's so much more out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Three years of knowledge is so much more than three days, three sessions a month. Yeah. yeah it's like it you said, the reps, up. the yeah, time. It just adds up. And it, it's a crazy thing. Cause it just, uh, people say that a black belt is just a white belt that didn't quit. <laughs> and it really like, you just keep showing it's up amazing. those days when you feel terrible and you're like, Oh, I'm going to go in. Everyone's going to destroy me. Go in. Everyone might destroy you. Mm -hmm. But then when you feel good again, you're like, Oh yeah. yeah. Cause I remember that training session when I was just like, try to survive for an hour oh yeah right so you look back at the and those are the hardest Try days those are the days for an hour those are the days when you're like i'm not going today i feel sore i feel like and of mm -hmm. course you have to pay attention to your body but at the same time if it's something that's just a mental process and mm -hmm. you're talking yourself out of it yeah those days when you show up in the gym and you're sitting there after feel so good yeah. those and you're you've kind of talked about that with powerlifting, oh, right you go in and you're like this is crazy all my mind's all over the place and then you go in and it's just like this like white noise well no it's the same thing i've heard people say or my buddy mark he's uh he's an owner of a powerlifting gym in uh texas texas barbell syndicate I, I i hope that's the name i always forget everyone's barbell syndicate brigade whatever everyone you know uh he's actually a black belt in in uh i think gracie bada right um mm -hmm. and bah. so the Baja, Baja, Baja. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's ours. Huh? It's like B A J A. Baja. Okay. No. Um. So he he's a black belt, and <laughs> he's all he's give, been giving me a little. You know, he'll make fun of me here and there because I'm doing nogi at Tenth Planet. And it's never anything like more than, because he oh, he know. does a do a little nogi as well. Um, but 
it's just funny that can you tell me a little bit more as to why it's like that and maybe give a, a little background on jujitsu as a whole because i see it as you know lesson. the the gracies adopted it from japan right popular let me see if i'm, I'm wrong here and then you guys can jump in popularize it in brazil uh helio 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 gracie for yeah. which for some reason is spelled with an h i don't know why so i've been meaning it, to ask it that it confuses yeah, me yeah. these how they say their names and that one, an r or an h it's spelled with an H, an H. when every other an every other Gracie is an R yeah. pronounced because in Portuguese you pronounce yeah. R's as H's. That's funny. So um, that it's like a Spanish J. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, Helio is actually spelled with an H. I don't know why. You'd think it was Relio. Yeah, right? Well. <laughs> so he, he, he kind of uh, turned it into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, right? And then mm -hmm. his son, Hickson, right, kind of showed the world on the world stage, uh, Valley Tudo, like mm -hmm. uh, one and two un undefeated right mm -hmm. so he showed the world like this is some shit you need to look at right mm -hmm. and then so uh what's what's the progression from there i guess um and then hoist being in ufc one and beating up the giant sumo wrestler boxer whatever that dude was mm -hmm. um and then that's where the world was like oh fuck brazilian mm -hmm. jiu-jitsu is a thing you know and he was wearing the gi and like the whole gi thing is really just tradition okay that's it, it there, i mean we don't live are you gonna piss off a bunch of people with that do you think i, I mean know. if they Does get it? if they get pissed off that's on them i'm okay. only i'm only stating facts okay okay I like you know it. yeah um, sure like and i got no no problem with the gi the gi's cool but let's face facts it's for tradition only and okay. sport you know tradition like, and sport we don't live in feudal japan like you could choke somebody out with your gi though yes definitely you know, so i've been told the, the in a normal situation yeah with jackets clothes okay shirts yeah no? or I how mean, far does that go and sure sure me. you can do that and i just saw a post earlier today that uh um henner's wife uh they were doing uh, an instructional video like this is how you choke somebody in bed and she accidentally put him to sleep with the sheet oh. so that was <laughs> okay. okay um or uh, the bedroom yeah you know uh, or, i've been choked with my own belt before okay. i had a teammate take my belt off and wrap it around my neck and choke me with it i was like well that's fucking rude everybody had a good laugh so the history of the gi is essentially like it, it started because that was the attire in Japan. Feudal Japan, you know, yeah. yeah, you're in feudal Japan, so it's like, well, we're going to practice in what we wear, obviously, because that makes sense. And then as the fashion evolved, the martial art did not, because people love tradition. Sure, you especially know? in Japan, gis look good though. Yeah, you know, um, and they are then, cool, man. Of course, and then people love the theatrics of it. Of course. People the eat ritual that probably of like tying your belt and then like also right. like entering the mat with that having to do something before right that's probably got to be pretty like therapeutic and also like it, it's entering a different realm Mindset. almost yeah right because I came in late today and I felt bad I'm sorry about that too no you're fine um I mean I wasn't I had a G I dude at the time I was time my belt it wasn't Nate's class yeah, yeah, yeah you weren't even here it wasn't my class don't worry about <laughs> I it I told that earlier yeah, whatever. whatever I think um, to to state just the gi no gi thing like yeah. i want to be whatever belt rank i am regardless if i throw a gi on or i don't have a gi on mm -hmm. and so i go i follow john jock machado believes that our okay. our gi game should be our no gi game and vice versa so if you become really dependent when we've rolled and then we train in the gi occasionally get rolls sometimes do a little technique when we do that a lot of times i'm able to like i get collar ties and then i'm like oh i can grab a lapel 
So there's better holds there versus I'm not looking okay. for those lapels or those collars or those sleeves. Right, because here's the thing. If I train all no-gi jiu-jitsu all the time, my jiu-jitsu is available no matter the scenario. Mm -hmm. If I do only gi jiu-jitsu, yeah. then I'm super dependent on grips and shit. You're handicapped yeah. by, the, by the gi. Right. But and if so you're like in a situation in real life where you can't reach because of, um, like, if, if you have... If you were here on the mat and you couldn't reach because the other person is just wearing a small T-shirt, but if they have a jacket, you might be able to grab something a part of your body or something like that. Sure, I don't think Nate could choke me with this jacket. Oh, I could for sure. Um, <laughs> but also, like, yeah, if I train no gi, then no I can hesitation. I can choke you no matter what you're wearing. I can choke you with a jacket. I can choke you with not. It doesn't fucking matter. Can you choke me with a sock. Yes, probably. Probably. Well, well, shove it down your throat. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> Um, strangle. Can you strangle with a sock? Nasty Probably. Nate strikes yeah. again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sock down He's back again. Yeah. He's never left. so easily for him. <laughs> you, uh, you familiar with the mandible claw? These transitions. Yeah, yeah you, you, you're familiar with Mick Foley. Yeah, I'm just going to say, dude, dude Love. Dude <laughs> yeah. Love. And he, was another, um, he had another name. Uh, dude Love, Mick Foley, Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack. Yeah, yeah. Cactus Jack. He carried the two by four. Mankind. I just said Mankind. He so he mankind. had a bunch. He had like, f there's Mick Foley, Mankind, Dude Love, Cactus Jack. Yeah. So there's four. Is he the one that had the the mannequin head? Which one was that? Did he for yeah. a while? He, Did he? Um, yes. Oh, no, that's out, so, something Snow, right? No. John oh, Snow? Yeah. No. Oh. Someone had a. Mannequin I haven't head. watched the that might have been after yeah, my time the, the late last season because I just want to watch it all without any like talking about Game well of nothing now. happened in the trailer anyway it was all yeah. dark you yeah. can't see anything okay. just um, a lot of heavy breathing yeah a lot of heavy breathing much much like when I'm not talking and Dude, should I watch is. that is that something Game that people it's into? worth watching is everyone yeah. into yeah, oh, yeah, dummy, come on. <laughs> no, 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 uh, to start over, like, oh, to just start to watch it, it yeah. now, because there's, like, what, seven Eight seasons? Eight. We're eight, eight seasons? We're, we're going into eight, yeah. That's we're, a lot. We're, we are. That's all a lot like, of time. All of us. Yeah, dude, yeah. I, we, I we're should probably just excuse myself. Yeah. And, you know, you yeah. don't know anything, but I'll just say that we're no, going north. Like more of an actually, outsider. No, no, the north is coming into it. That's how I felt about... Winter is here. That's why I never watched Breaking Bad. Because it got to the point of it being You've over. You've never watched Breaking I've never Bad. Watched, I tried to watch one episode. And I was like, I can't get into it. You know, but there's I a couple of like for like the first first like the second episode or maybe the third episode is kind of silly, and then it gets really really good. But being from Albuquerque, I don't know, man. I'm just kind of like my favorite story. Not like that. My favorite you story hang about in the right places, dude. Yeah, but that is a that is a part. It's a of beautiful it too, story, though. though. Mm, it's a little bit dramatic, though, dude. Is like, it? Though? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, wait, I don't the, know. The, Drama TV show is dramatic. But yeah, it's true. It is true. But people that come here from out of state or somewhere, they oh, yeah. expect their to see fucking Jesse. What, what's his last name? Jesse Cla Pinkman. Jesse Pinkman, like on every corner, you know. But I mean, I mean, to be fair, it's so not hard to find. I get what you're saying. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I they're, not, they're not the people who are the. Yeah. My favorite story about Breaking they Bad. They don't come into this place, that's for damn sure. Was uh, was Tate was in the fat last five episodes of Breaking Bad, and he played one of the Aryan gang members. And he's we get to the gym one day, he's like, dude, fuck. I went, I got off set the other day, I went to eat at Pasquale's with my mom. And we're sitting there in Pasquale's, which is, is a really nice restaurant in Santa Fe. And he's like, I look over, and there's Christopher Lloyd, Doc Brown. He's like, and he's just giving me the dirtiest fucking looks. And I was like, why the fuck is Christopher Lloyd mean mugging me right now? 
And he's like, I'm, I was so confused. And then I got home and looked in the mirror and realized that I forgot to clean <laughs> off the fucking Swats Nazi oh tattoos. Oh, shit. <laughs> he's like, so here's the fucking Doc Whoa. Brown looking at me like Whoa. I'm a fucking like, neo-Nazi. He's like, Whoa. I just forgot to wash off the fucking tattoos from work. That's a great oh. story. Right? I don't and he, and, and Tate is a very interesting looking guy. Like, he's that scary. would be scary yeah. as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh. big, big ups on Christopher Brown or Christopher <laughs> Lloyd for mean bugging him yeah, like that. I'd like, I don't want to fuck with that uh, big Nazi. You want to go Nazi. eat some? Yeah, let's go eat somewhere else. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to be around that guy. Christopher Brown, dude. The Chris, Christopher Brown that I'm aware of would. No, Chris Lloyd. I'm joking, dude. Oh, you oh, say Chris yeah. I accidentally said, no, Chris Brown. Uh, I, he's too small. You know, Tate's big. Yeah, God, Chris Brown God, doesn't God, want to be part of Tate. How tall is Tate? 6'3", 250. Yeah, he's a large man. And he was uh, like a few years into his brown belt when I started training under him. So a giant fucking gorilla like to roll with mm-hmm. when I knew nothing. It was one time he twisted me like three times in under a minute. My fucking back hurt so bad the next Him day. Him or Keith Jardine? Ooh. Who would you rather? I would. Roll I mean, with? <laughs> I mean, which one's nicer to roll with, Tate? Who would you? Who would you choose? Oh, dude. Uh, neither. I'm just gonna hang out in the back what of the class. What if you had to choose? Oh though? my god. Um, Keith was Keith was the most painful painful. You know a lot about MMA too, so sometimes I'm very out of my breath with MMA. I know like the big names, Keith Jardine, et cetera, et cetera. But like John knows a good. I saw Keith Jardine at Walmart one time. I was walking out of Walmart and he was walking in, and I recognized him from pretty far away within the parking lot. And and like I was like, "That's Keith Jardine." I'm going to say hi, and I was like trying to work up the courage to say hi to him, and he was just fucking scary dude and uh i didn't say hi to keith jardine dude i was like kind of like just like why it was like a magnet like so he's getting closer to me and they're like i couldn't get closer so i just kind of gravitated the opposite way he's the and nicest fucking yeah guy i bet he would have said hi to me he um, for sure would have <laughs> but it was, you know he was but it was after he probably knocked out like somebody huge in the ufc like who he, he knocked out somebody and it was like a huge upset and i think he got like a title shot after that or um, pretty close to it i don't know not forrest griffin right did he knock out Forrest Griffin? That's back in the depths. I don't really back remember much of that. No, Keith is one of the sweetest human beings you could ever possibly meet, though. It's like yeah. the nicest guy out of that like mean looking. I'd roll with Tate Fletcher just because on the like the the movies that I've seen, um, he always gets. He killed. usually dies pretty pretty quickly. <laughs> Was, it, uh, was that shots fired? <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> that's the job. Some of the craziest deaths yeah, are dude. his deaths are dude, always like brutal. Oh my fuck. gosh, what was that one? It was, I guess, like uh, that's spoiler, with, uh, spoiler, Batman. Westworld, dude. Dude, that's oh awesome. yeah, Westworld. That was incredible. Oh Smashed my god, she, yeah, yeah, dude, that was yeah, insane. The coup d'état, yeah. scarier and shit. The, the but no, so with, he's uh, really scary. Not either of them, dude. I don't want to, dude. I don't want to. Don't make me answer that question. The movie with uh, Ben Affleck. What's that? The Accountant. Accountant. Yeah. yeah, it's a good movie. Too. You know, it's funny. I, I watched The Accountant with him in the theater, and I'm like leaning over, like guessing what's gonna happen. I'm like, I'll bet he's so and so. I'll bet he's like, <laughs> I'll bet this happens. And then after the movie, I was like, He's in the fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows what he happens. Knows what's happening. I, he gave me the script. The script is sitting in my bedroom to this fucking movie, and I'm guessing what's gonna happen to him. And I told him that, and he's like, "Well, I didn't actually finish the script, so I didn't know what happened oh, okay. at the end." Yeah. I was like, "Oh, okay." And they probably don't reveal to them on, on the yeah, so they don't. Oh, know. they do. Yeah, yeah. they do. Okay. Yeah. So no, he knocked out. He knocked out Forrest Griffin. Uh, December training. yeah, December Damn. 30, 2006, in the first round. Damn. And it was knockout of the night, dude. And but the headliner on that card was Liddell versus Ortiz, which was that was dope, dude. That was the the 
years and they it's the banging time of the UFC yeah dude that was cool man that was when the light heavyweight division the was the golden age you might yeah, say yeah dude that was when it was like carrying it the UFC but now every division's stacked dude yeah I mean we recently uh, so in 235 we had John Jones versus uh, the Lionheart right yeah Smith? Anthony Smith Anthony yeah. Smith and then Woodley versus Usman Usman so Usman. what is was Usman using wrestling that was jujitsu what he was just on him the entire time like he I didn't see it no, no he didn't, didn't see, see it. it did you see it Brenda yeah Highlights. he he played a heavy he put Woodley on in, on his bike right walking backwards yeah. moving backwards the whole time just a great game plan and that's what Woodley said he was like came out with a game a great game plan stuck with it yeah and it was at every you know he was a step ahead at every turn whether it was wrestling or striking mm-hmm. or jujitsu control on the ground and it um yeah and woodley doesn't like to expend a lot of energy when they were on really. the, he, unless on the he's ground, throwing that right hand being, apparently because there's no yeah. jab before. Well, i thought woodley was injured or something i'm like this is weird i've never seen this yeah there yeah you would wonder him. if he was injured yeah, you know, just didn't do anything. The what fights are coming you, up? Did you see the video of Usman going up and giving Woodley's mom a <laughs> hug yeah, afterwards? Beautiful. No. That <laughs> was nice. <laughs> oh, and yeah. then, and then yeah. Woodley's mom was like just so sweet. And oh yeah, I just like it was your. It was your like, time. It's your time, baby. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. Oh, Don't, yeah. It, was your, it oh, wasn't yeah. his night. That's so sweet. It's yeah. so it's you're really fine, baby. Song. Don't even worry about it. She's a hero. God, yeah. So one of the versus Poirier. That's coming up soon, right? Yeah, that's gonna be a good one, dude. And then. Khabib and oh yeah, that's gonna be a big one. No, no, Khabib's not fighting, but no, he's suspended for a while. Yeah, because yeah. of that thing, that brawl. I only want to see Khabib versus Ferguson yeah. and fuck everything else. Dude, they've had tried to book crazy. that fight three times. Never been three times yeah. already. Three times, and then Dana's like, more, "I'm never yeah. booking it again," yeah. which yeah. is and a lie. Somebody asked him recently, he was like, "Yeah, that's the fight." Yeah, everybody that, wants to see. Everybody it. wants Tony that fight. Ferguson is just a dude to watch him. Oh yeah, Eddie Bravo trains him, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a tenth in black camps. Yeah, he's a tenth in black belt. Gosh, yeah, he just and it's just that attacks, dude. And it's the perfect matchup of like a real funky striker mm-hmm. and a traditional like wrestler. And the real funky striker also has insane bottom game with 10th planet jiu-jitsu. Well, yeah. It's I, like such a crazy I for sure vision too in his striking his yeah. eyes. He he's just like the way he is just zoomed, like he's zoomed in. He is locked in. It's crazy to watch him. His camps are crazy at Big Bear too. He just like gets a house and then builds everything into it. That's cool. So Two other than training, he's just like Big building everything into it. Yeah. yeah. Tony has that like crazy obsession and the crazy belief you need to be the best. Yeah. Like he is like he has the audacity to think that he is everything that he is and like and you have to have that to think it you but know? He, he believes all of it which yeah. is that's a which is what you level. need and like and i remember you know when i was a white belt like tate telling us he's like you know like diego sanchez was never he was never the best striker he was never the best wrestler he was belief. never the best at jiu-jitsu but he beat all the guys who were because he believed that he was better than them and it's like, and that's fucking insane. Takes like, from confidence too. is so fucking crazy. Yeah, his yeah. confidence so tenacity. crazy. Contagious? Dude, shout out to Diego contagious? Sanchez. Yeah, he just dude. beat Mickey Gall this last yeah, week. Yeah, he pummeled oh, he, on him. Oh, he fought Mickey Gall. Yeah, dude. Right? Wasn't it Gall? Yeah, Am Mickey Gall. I think yeah, called yeah. him out too, or something yeah. like that. And oh, then, really? Yeah, trying he, to look a little stepping stone. Yeah, not a stepping stone. He thought he was going to use Diego Sanchez as a gatekeeper in that's the nightmare. That's a weird call out. Yeah. Right. It would be, it? I would, who would Why call out Diego Sanchez, dude? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. The, nightmare. Would. I the nightmare? The dream, the nightmare. But I mean, he, he 
I feel like it's been doing this for about 15 years. That's what I'm saying. Probably more than that. 18 years, years. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Because it's either, A, like, why are you calling out a legend? Number one. It's like, I'm fucking punk, dude. Right. I'm like, well, why are you calling out a dude who, I mean, no offense, like, should be on his way out? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. just just because he's had so much time in there. Like, I don't like seeing the dudes who have been fighting that long keep fighting. I'm like, no, please retire. I don't want to watch you fight anymore. It hurts. Um, Yeah, it hurts. I don't want to watch that. So it's either you're calling out a guy who should be on his way out. Then also, like, you're calling out a super dangerous dude who's going to, like, I don't see the win in that. Yeah, don't call somebody out who's coming off a loss. Right. Like you're either gonna you're gonna he's call him out. A, he's got a name though. Maybe so. I might, that might be. Name. I might have made that up. But he, that might be fake news. I see the hashtag okay. right there on that whiteboard. <laughs> look, so look into it. I, look into it. <laughs> yeah. Oh I my I feel like God, that dude. call out though. It's a lose lose because either a you're calling out a guy who should be on his way out, or b you called somebody out and then got beat up. Like, I don't see the win there personally, but I'm and not in the UFC, he, so he lost. Shout mm-hmm. out to the Nightmare again, dude. That's cool. He's got like a new company too that where he's um, a CBD, CBD company, but like affordable CBD oil. Oh, cool. His like what the big push I think behind it is for New Mexico. So that's always cool. And Simon talked about it, and you talked about Tenth Planet and, and Dark Haven Studio. Tenth Planet Jiu Jitsu Albuquerque, excuse me, and, and Dark Haven Studio and Project Ronin. And one of the things that we are trying to do with it, the 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 brainchild, so to speak, is Albuquerque businesses or people in Albuquerque who have that same type of thought process that is similar to the Bravo or 10 Planet Jiu-Jitsu Albuquerque growth and evolution. Um, so this is one of those things. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's Albuquerque kind of, needs that needs kind it. of mindset to show people that it is possible to grow and evolve. I think a lot of people don't. They get stuck in their situations, and I've seen it, you know, uh, through social work when I was a social worker for the state. Like, it's very easy for people to get stuck in their situation, and uh, they either don't know how to get out of it, don't have the willpower to get out of it, or don't know that it's possible to get out of it. Those are the three things that I've seen across the board, you know. But once you show uh, that group of people that it is possible to get out of it and that there is tools that they can learn on their own that you're not necessarily going to baby them to learn, those have always been the best situations that I've seen, that you show them the tools, how to use the tools to an extent, and then th- those are the people that I saw the best uh, you know, outcomes with across the board. But that's just the way it is across in, in life in general, in the sport, the time you put in, the reps, whether it's powerlifting, jiu-jitsu, whatever you put in, you know, you're going to get out. I don't know if it's school for a while. one-to-one yet. <laughs> I don't know. You know? I, I worked with the Santa Fe Mountain Center for three years which is a nonprofit out of Santa Fe, did experiential education with at-risk youth throughout New Mexico. So adjudicated drug courts, oh, yeah. uh, homeless shelters. Everything. And I was able to see, this was out of college. My dad met someone who happened to work there. I didn't know what to do. I was substitute teaching at the time. And I was like, cool, this sounds like it could be a good job. That was the first time I was able to see the power. Climbing changed my life when I was like 21 or so. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I was able to see the power of intentional activity with other people. I was able to see these changes in people and myself. Like I was able to get three years paid therapy because mm-hmm. I was like, you know, creating these spaces that people are talking about, like generational, they were born in prison, their parents were born in prison. Like you hear it repeatedly. 
But when you break things down in experiential education, it's three big things. It's kind of summed up as what, so what, now what. So, what, so what, if you what? go climbing, that's the what, right? Mm -hmm. The activity. So what is you put on a harness and you're nervous. So do you draw a healthy boundary for yourself? Okay. Do you say like, I'm done? Or are you like, I can't do it? How are, you how are you looking at that experience? And then after is just now what? Now that you've set a healthy boundary for yourself or you've challenged yourself outside of a comfort zone, how can you use that learning to apply it downstream, down the line in your life? When shit's hard and you want to like go out and drink, how can you, what, what are some things we can do? And, and in that work, it was beautiful. I loved it. Nonprofit wasn't the way. Then I worked for the Santa Fe Public Schools doing prevention for middle schoolers and high schoolers with a program called SWAT, which is now called WAVE. What is SWAT really, really for? Uh, student is? wellness action team. And now WAVE is the wellness ambassadors to voice and empower. And so in that program, I was able to kind of use things that I had learned in with the Santa Fe Mountain Center through the public school purview. Yeah. Still not close enough. I was writing grants. I was figuring stuff out, but I was locked into my work for a year. So that was really when Nate and I kind of had this dream child and it became a reality. That's the biggest thing for me is I want to be able to bring people in and, and process these activities, right? It's not necessarily what we do, but how we look at them after. Because we can perceive different, the same exact experience infinitely. Sure. And I think that through intentional use of activity, and that can be, like you said, powerlifting, it can be jujitsu, it can be knitting, it could be comics, movies, whatever your thing is. Moving with intent, no matter what yeah, your chosen and hobby that's, is. That's what climbing taught me was that you can intentionally look at anything as an art right? Martial arts uses it very well, but you can look at anything like that. You can get a little bit better. You can put time in, you can develop. The easiest and hardest point of it is that all you have to do is work. If you get to the top of your game at whatever that thing is, and if somebody who tries or who is in a position where they're, they can see you in that position or um, even if they aren't trying to get to that position, it could objectively be perceived as art, you know. And so when you just, I, I, I rolled jujitsu, learned a part of jujitsu today for the first time, but I've a fan of mixed martial arts or UFC and have seen a lot of almost um, your entire life. Yeah, yeah, it's something I've, I've always loved to watch, you know. And by extension, I've watched a lot of or in, been around or exposed to jujitsu necessarily. And so to see the highest level of a jujitsu practitioner, like on the world, the highest of a world level stage, it's an art, definitely. You oh, know, yeah, for sure. Um, for seeing, sure. seeing somebody talk in a public forum um, to a group of kids for example, and motivate a group of young children who were born in prison or who were born addicted to a certain type of substance and for them to be in a position where you're explaining to them what, um, now what, or so what, and now what, that is, that's, that's pretty amazing, you know, and it's, it could be perceived as an art form there, but someone who's talking to a class of people or a number of people, like a 
president of the country or something like that, you know, where there's legitimately a full crowd there and they're actually there to see that person. Um, that could be perceived as art too. And I, I'm a little bit of sarcastic there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it can be anything really. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the beautiful thing when people come in and try a class and then are sitting there and I'm like, how was it? And they're like, wasn't for me, man. It's weird. Oh, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, really? Like, Jiu-jitsu is strange. Well, occasionally, yeah, occasionally. Cool. And, okay. and I, I'm comfortable with that. And I'm glad that they're able to say that, right? Mm. Because that means they're able to be like, I don't know about this. For me, I'm like, yeah, I completely understand. It's a real weird thing. Like jujitsu, grappling, it's, it's strange. It's so different than so much we do. But if I can give you, this is what I kind of tell that person. If I can give you a little piece of advice, it's not jujitsu. It was the process of you looking at your phone, emailing us or calling us, or maybe just walking in because you knew there was a class at six, trying something new. Yeah. Now apply that. That's the learning, not jujitsu. Now apply that to anything else that you might be oh. interested in. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's huge. But not even, uh, not even having to get down to the level of trying to, let's say you see a kid that comes in and you really gravitate to them because they're hungry and they want to learn and stuff. And you know, they might come from like a rougher background or something. You don't even need to go the route of trying to be that kid's friend, even just as a coach. And you're teaching them these skills and giving them the understanding that if you continue to show up and you're learning this system, that system of learning can be applied to your entire life without yeah, even yeah. getting the mushy with the kid, to, not yeah, even yeah. without telling them, hey, I really care about you. I want you to come back next week. You know, you don't even need yeah. to go that far, you know, because the lesson is, is uh, well, innate. Oh, yeah. I remember you know, whenever I was in, as a child, dude, I, I was in karate for a short while. And the first thing that, I think it was like my Sifu is what uh, he was referred to as, he, he taught manners and respect. And I was maybe seven years old at that time, you know, and I had been like picked on by some brats at, at school. You know, my dad told me, he's well, I'm going to put you in to somewhere where you can defend yourself and I can't teach you. I, you know, I taught you some stuff, but that <laughs> you can't teach you to like, you can't fight by throwing dirt in someone's face and then just attacking them. You know, I got to teach you, you got someone else to teach you. I know a guy who I went to school with in high school. So we went there and manners and respect, dude. So I'm 32. That was seven thing. That that's, those are two things that I've remembered all my life, and at times I've not exercised them as well as I should or could have. Um, but that's something that's really stuck with me, um, and variations of those types of uh, types of thoughts. You know, uh -huh. I mean that's like a big thing. Like my coach always said, like when he would promote people, he's like, you know, technical still skill is one aspect of like what this belt represents. Okay. The rest is like, who are you as a person? Mm -hmm. How do you walk through the world? How do you carry yourself? Who are you? Because like, when I give out belts, I'm putting my name on you. This is my name. This is my school's name that I'm putting on you that you're now walking through the world with my name on. So I'm not going to do that to somebody I'm not proud to, to call mine. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody's a douche or a dick or like just not a nice person, like I don't give a fuck how good you are get the jujitsu. I'm not putting a belt on you. You know, it's like, I'm not going to have you represent me unless you change your character, you know? Yeah, the, so way you the, like, the way you represent yourself is, um, by extension, is the way that you represent, and I'm, I'm speaking the way you might yeah. to someone that is the way you represent me and my school. Exactly. Totally. And, you you're, know? and the people who are here who you're learning with. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. 100%. And it's like, I think like you can learn that without even the instructor being like, okay, here's how you be honorable and respectful. Like honor one oh one. Yeah. It's like, we don't need to have that class. Yeah, You learned that when you were a child. Well, yeah. even like as a coach, you know, as like we're, we're creating a <clears throat> scenario here, but you know, like maybe that guy does come in and he is very talented and he does hit the technique and he's good and all that stuff, but you don't, you continue not to promote him. And he's like, well, what the fuck, you know, yeah. you know, maybe at some point you, you, it, that light bulb goes on in your head. Well, it's because I'm an asshole, you know yeah. what I mean? And now I have a whole nother task of, you know, to unfurl, but you know, it's, it, it's a real thing. And I don't think a lot of people understand that that is a real thing. When you get to a point, you do need to do some introspection for a reason because yeah. everyone has probably, I, I don't know, I'm only, I'm speaking from, from my perspective, you know, it, you got to look in and you got to fucking take mm -hmm. care of yourself and you have to call yourself on your shit yeah. you know? yep. and have people <clears throat> around you who will do the same. Exactly. Right. That's what I love. Our school, Nate will call me out. I'll call him out. And it's nothing like it's for growth and evolution, right? Mm -hmm. We can always come back to that. We know any dispute is settled with that. Cause we're mm -hmm. like, no, no, you have the, your best mind. I have my best mind. Let's talk about it. Right. Like be logical. We, we could have a coach's meeting, and I could very easily be like, this is my school. I'm the head coach, so what I say goes, and if you don't like it, tough shit. I could easily say that. But I'm like, no. I'm like, listen, like you guys are here. You're my coaches. Even if like I don't give a fuck if you're blue, purple, brown, belt, like whatever. Like If you're one of my assistant coaches, it's because I, I admire and respect you, and I'm well aware of myself and i'm like listen like i'm not infallible i'm not perfect i don't have all the fucking answers and i'm not and i'm gonna fuck up so it's like even though like you guys are like my assistant instructors i'm still counting on you to call me out on shit mm -hmm. you know let me know hold me accountable because i ain't fucking perfect just because i'm like you know what i'll have my own jujitsu school does not make me a perfect person because then you find yourself in like a moral vacuum at that point you no one's calling anyone out on anything and right. it's just this weird what school was ever pit, taught by one know? person what's that what school was ever taught by one person or run by exactly. one person Nothing you know cool. yeah and it's like yeah i've got like you know friends and coaches that can call me out on my shit but they don't see me every day mm -hmm. brandon knows what i do every day yeah. you know like for sure like Tate will call me out. If Tate sees something, he'll call me. I'm like, what the fuck? Why, why, why would you think that was a good idea? I'm like, you know what? You're right. Thank you. Or like, you know, Ruben. Ruben's my best friend. I've trained with him since day one. Like he's, you know, him and Tate are the people I call when I'm like, hey. Mm -hmm. Well, and I don't, I, I don't think um, it's maybe jujitsu necessarily that allows you to start thinking this way and taking responsibility for your actions, this and that. But it definitely allows you to have different interactions with people. That's for sure. I'm maybe not just jujitsu, but one of the things that is like lost on this generation is like just having, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, confrontation that is fruitful. You know and knowing how to navigate through that confrontation instead of getting extremely defensive right off the bat no like we can approach confrontations i know it sounds cliche as fuck and stupid like adults but no like communication is something that is so lost for being so interconnected through iMessage, whatever, uh, Instagram, all these different things that, you know, we're all part of in some right. way. But it's like we can't have these discussions of, you know, you have a grievance with me? Cool. Okay, why? Okay, tell me more about that. I want to learn. You know what I right. mean? Right. And it's like, I mean, um, I, I don't know if it's 
because of jujitsu, or it's just that Tate instilled this in us, and also Tate gave us jujitsu. So like, mm, sure, I could definitely see them like being intertwined, yeah. but it also I mean, it's might be cool. for everyone, right? You know? But like, you know, like coming up in undisputed, like we were, um, you know, very much taught. It's like, no, well, fucking talk about like well, what's happening. We're gonna talk about this, and like we were encouraged and if we work there also required to do a whole bunch of work on ourselves like you know like we went to we all went to landmark education we all went through all those courses we all learned how to talk like fucking adults and to have the uncomfortable conversations you know like like listen like you and i have beef we need to talk about it like or i can just sit here and be a passive aggressive little bitch and it'll never get solved and then you're like why is nate mad at me and I'm like you should fucking know why i'm mad at you simon yeah mm-hmm. and then it's like and that doesn't there's no function to that at all you know um and so like it was drilled into us that it's like no no, no function above all else and in order like if we are in a microcosm we're in a community of people we have to have function you know, so it's like unless we're having those uncomfortable conversations, and like, and I do something fucking atrocious, and then Brendan's like, "Man, I really don't want to have, I don't really, I really don't want to like have that conversation of like, dude, why would you do like?" But we have to, you know what I mean, and vice versa. If I'm like Brendan, I mean, and not that this is also the fortunate part is like, I'm super fortunate to be to have a group of guys that I don't really have to worry about that that much. We yeah, in in what this eight you know, months eight months that we've been open like there's never really been that hard of a conversation well you guys probably had to have those types of conversations or had perceived them or experienced them at some before point, yeah. so or, when you come into a situation or at least like you this know how to navigate you've them. been right. you're able to lay down what the requirements are to do something like this immediately um and they get addressed very early on so you can have something that's function, functional like this I, function. exactly. I think it's even simpler it's just the ethos of growth and evolution like cool. we we truly believe in that and like the team donnie ferg johnny you know it's just like that's all we want to do is get better like better right. and that includes ourselves that includes our jujitsu that includes cool. how we interact with partners like all of that well and i think the reason that jujitsu helps all that is because the 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 lack of communication and the lack of like being able to have these uncomfortable conversations, I think, stems from your ego, For right? Sure. So yeah. it's like part of jujitsu is breaking down that ego. Get get rid of your fucking ego. Check that shit at the door. It's not serving you. We have to have some kind of ego, you know. Our, our ego is in place for a reason. You know what I mean? Like you're never going to be the best in the world at something if you don't have an ego. You have self preservation. You know exactly, but. To that end, like you have to keep your ego in check and know when it's being a disservice to you, you know? So it's like, well, my ego says I have to be big and strong and like, you know, which is a lot of that toxic masculinity now, which is a whole discussion in and of itself if we can talk about that, but No, I mean you know, I see it. I it, see it. it I've that, experienced it. Yeah, like my ego will not allow myself to be vulnerable and fucking tell Brendan where I'm coming from. You know? And so many of these motherfuckers in the world, and by motherfuckers, I mean most of humanity, have this ego. They are, uh, they have zero empathy because it's like they're so worried about themselves and how they're perceived and how like, oh, I need to make sure that I'm the fucking boss, that like nobody knows I'm weak. Well, it's like, no, nah, motherfucker, we're all humans, we're all weak sometimes, we're all vul- vulnerable. Shut the fuck up and let's talk. 
and we can connect as two human beings and solve this issue and we don't have to have our fucking egos in the way yeah. you know what i mean where it's like well i better not say this so brenda doesn't think that you know i'm weak or like like that doesn't fucking serve us in any way you know so and when we get past that ego bullshit and so that's where i think jujitsu helps is because jujitsu all is, is all about getting rid of the ego you know when i get rid of that ego and i'm not worried about how brendan perceives me as much as i'm worried about understanding where brendan's coming from and he's understanding where i'm coming from cool then we have function then we can talk and then we can fucking get through whatever problem we have you know, or synergistic in a way, approaching uh, solving problems in a synergistic way. You know? Right, and and also caring. You yeah. know, like that was something we heard Empathy. all the time and understand and, and undisputed was like, you know, Tay was saying like, I can teach you how to clean a bathroom. I can teach you how to do a move. I can teach you how to do this. I can't teach you the care. You know, so that importance of everybody caring. And when's like, am I here to again going back to ego? Am I here to inflate my own ego? Am I here to lord over people? Am I here to fucking beat, just make sure everybody knows I'm a badass? Or am I here to care about the growth and evolution that we are going to come back to every single time? Am I here because I care about Brendan? Uh, I'm here because I care about the community. And like I said, I got we, we got super fucking fortunate with our team of people because we have a team of people where we legitimately care about each other and we care about our members and we care about our school. We care about the business. I mean, we care about the business to the end of, like, we want a successful business so that we can carry on the business. What jiu-jitsu is, whatever right. opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. You know? Yeah. So, like, when <clears throat> I care about him and he cares about me, and then we're not just worried about our own ego or and our own self, then that's how you get fucking magic, you yeah, know? I and agree. the hard part about being in that community of people that are enlightened like that and you can have that discussion with is when you go anywhere else. And now it's like, oh fuck! Now, now I'm dealing with fucking baseline primates, yeah, sure. who can't fucking talk. Yeah. And now I have to teach you how to be a fucking adult, a human. You know, it's like, and like Ruben and I were talking about that. It's like, you know, like you take for granted being in those collectives of for people sure. where and you're that's like, that's not by like, chance, you know. No, it's not like. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, I, I was talking about this with my girlfriend the other day. It's like, I feel like people that, may, maybe this is a blanket statement, a lot of people that know how to defend themselves to an extent, they're usually not assholes because, first off, they don't have anything to prove. Or they know how to defend themselves to an extent. They they understand basic certain rules about, uh, I don't know, uh, social cues it's things like that you know what i mean but that goes a long way into how you carry yourself because then you you don't need to be hyper aware about the fact that if someone comes up to you and you're shaking and you don't know what the fuck to do and you're done you know what i mean you can't process that i think that's one of the coolest things with once you do learn how to uh you know or once you go down the path of something like this where you re- it's really based on honing your craft, you learn all these other things as you go too, you know, and there's no reason to be the puffy-chested dude or, uh, you know, why? There, there's no reason to because... Right. I think Carlos Condit said it best, man, because I've, like, played with this idea in my mind a lot as someone who's never done MMA, but I felt like elite athletes, elite MMA fighters were egoless. So one day at the market, I asked him this question. I'm like, please, like, tell me I'm full of shit. Tell me I'm correct. Tell me, like, if you have any introspection, please share with me. 
And so he's holding his boy and he's like, I don't know, man, I have a gigantic ego. He's like, I have to walk into the middle of that ring like I'm the baddest fucking dude. They're locking a bolt in the gate, right? Locking me in with another lion. I have to believe that I'm the baddest motherfucker around. But what has changed through the years is that I now know my ego knows when it is actually threatened. If you have my kid and you're holding him from a distance, you're threatening me. If you, you know, pointing a weapon from a distance, you're threatening me. Short of that, if you're not within double leg area, if you can't take me down and you can't throw a strike, I'm not threatened. Yeah, at all. So and so that, that kind of reflex, he's got it so refined. refined. Yeah, and that ego, that process, right? He's just like packaged the ego to work and processed it. And, and right. I think that's that was head kicks George St. Pierre. That's dude, the goal. So like we were processing. Him out. That yeah. was amazing. He has so much favorite fights. Dan ever. Hardy, dude, yeah. he freaking knocked out Dan Hardy. Him and Robbie Lawler was oh, just like, oh, watch that, that and like, fight, dude. Yeah. He tears, be the champion. Yeah. One of the best Not fights ever. He should be yeah. the champion, dude, because he won that fight. I think. In tears of how beautiful that was, they just yeah. poured their hearts into it, and that's that was something easy. that's like maybe the best fight ever. Yeah, it was insane. It was yeah. truly insane. Just up against the fence right next to each yeah, other. Yeah, like dude. Dead the tired. And then yeah. just Herb Dean grabbed him. I think <laughs> yeah. someone was just like, do you guys just got in a fight for 25 minutes? Yeah. Like, I need to take you away. Best yeah. friends. Yeah. yeah. Robbie Waller. Yeah. But no, that, that, it, that was a good fight recently. That's exactly it. You know, like, it's like, oh, no, you, you understand, like, when, when you build yourself up to not be threatened by most of humanity, then you're not worried. You know, and the 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 dangerous people are those untrained, insecure dudes. Yeah, for who've sure. got who feel like they've got something to prove because yeah, they don't it's know. It's weird. It's very dangerous. The very most dangerous. dangerous people I've ever met are the nicest people every time. My uh, the my our stick fighting instructor in Santa Fe, Arlen, he is world renowned. If you have ever done stick fighting, you know who Arlen is. He's one of the baddest dudes on the planet. I've never seen that dude without a smile on his face. I've never seen that dude not jolly, happy-go-lucky. And we've had, like, talks where he's had very bad things going on. Mm -hmm. And he's still, like, just happy as can be. Well, and it's, like, super nice. Because you get to the point to where you're able to refine those reflexes to the point of you're just assessing information and the situation and you're not allowing it to control you and heighten you you know what i mean not, I not the reflex because the reflex is is not it's, it's yeah, an yeah. A, obviously or it's, it's um yeah you refine um, it over time but the the way the, how you respond to it after so how you respond to that visceral feeling that you you cannot control feeling what do you do after do you shut off and not and say you should know why I'm mad, or do you say I that was not, I don't think that's a good idea for what we're trying to do here. Let's talk about it. Or on a whole another level, you know, you what what do you do? Like Carlos Condit had the way Brendan had talked about it. Carlos Condit in a situation where he's getting locked into a cage with another lion, um, he's got that energy or that uh, that initial feeling that he can't control. What's he going to do with it? Is he going to be fucking scared or is he going to think that he's the baddest guy on the planet in there right. and go in well that, that's why i said like show you, it. our ego does serve us you have to have an ego to be that good otherwise like i mean i, I only have like two amateur mma mma fights so like i'm not going to sit here and pretend that like i know what carlos conda has been through or like put us on the same level at all like i had two you know two amateur mma fights that was it but i know 
that in those two fights, the hours leading up to that fight, to those fights, are the calmest, least scared I've ever been in my entire life. And walking to the cage was the most amped up I've ever been. Being in the cage was the most fun I've ever had. Uh, getting my hand raised is the biggest high I've ever had. Is the best drug I've ever done, and I've done some drugs, <laughs> not in many years, but you know, <laughs> sure. I, I, I partied in my younger days. Nasty Nate, you know. Yeah, um, he didn't give again. himself the name, man. So <laughs> no. you walk yourself into those. He nasty earned that name. Conversations, dude. But it, it is that like. And I and I I wasn't at all scared because I'm like no I know that I'm better than this guy yeah I know I have that ego I'm like I know that I'm gonna fucking hurt you and I know that you're gonna try to come at me in a cage and I'm gonna hurt you and you're gonna be embarrassed and I'm gonna fucking smash you and I knew that I there was no sh- no shred of doubt in my mind walking into almost every jujitsu match I've been scared I've had doubt and like all that for, I don't know why for some reason well Is it and because I know because you why. had jujitsu in the MMA fight. Yes, and you thought you knew that you that you were better than him at that. Well, and I knew that I was better, but also both of them. It, it wasn't even so much my belief in me, as much as it was belief in my teammates. Where it's like I know that you can't do anything that Ruben's done to me every day for the past six weeks. Mm-hmm. I know that you can't do yeah. ev- anything that my Tate has done put for in me. Work the last I'm like, few months. Right. I'm like I've been put in so many shitty bad situations. I'm like I've laid on the mats long after everybody else had gone home and fucking cried because I got my ass beat so bad that night and then had to go run a mile. I'm like, you ain't doing that to me. Yeah, You sure. are not taking me to the depths that my best friends have taken me. And you can't touch me. Sure. So fuck you. You don't get to scare Put me. Put some respect on my name. Yeah. You know? And it was like that. And in, in that belief, at no point, like I remember my second fight. He, he took me down. And he started hitting me immediately. And I remember in the moment thinking, he's hitting me with everything he has. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't hurt. Good. God, I'm about to fucking hurt you. Nice, nice, oh, nice. Shit. And then I swept him and got on top, and that was it. See, and that's that. what I'm talking about. That's that awareness, that refined awareness. You know what I mean? That's huge. And that, It's like the way you describe it is so, you know, uh, natural. But it's also one of the most alien things that I'd say the majority of uh, humanity knows how to manage. You know what I mean? And I've lost my shit. I've lost my shit recently. But it's uh, being able to, I guess, learn from that first and foremost, but understand that you you just weren't in control at that point, you know? And that's huge, understanding that. And then being able to get to the point over time of just knowing so far ahead, almost chess-like, that you know that's the way the game is going to play out you know and you're not going to do anything that's going to take me out of my own head you know what i mean and that's a process right we get a little bit better at that through experiences and through processing those experiences and and like i said it's not by chance it's 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 and refining that none of this is by chance in the sense that you're we're here in this jujitsu studio we're talking about these things that a lot of people don't hopefully I, I hope more people have the ability to have these conversations but maybe us talking about it them hearing it digesting it that it is possible you know what i mean um just back to like you said that growth and evolution but 
This is already coming close to one of our longest podcasts, so um, I just wanted to give you guys a chance to highlight anything with uh, Dark Haven and Tenth Planet Albuquerque. I know we have some really fun stuff coming up with Carlos Condit, but I'll let you guys take that away and uh, have your moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, this has been fun already. This is uh, harping back to Project Bouldering days. Like I enjoyed doing podcasts because I enjoy exploring people's minds like having a conversation where phones everything's kind of put away but uh dark haven studio you can check us out at darkhavenstudio.com um instagram facebook all that same thing with 10th planet jiu-jitsu albuquerque and then actually march 25th monday uh carlos condit will be our full-time striking coach here so monday wednesday six to seven o'clock carlos condit will be teaching striking um, those classes are followed by jujitsu. I encourage people to come in. We're taking on new students. It's going to be a real small class, real intimate. Uh, Carlos is going to teach us his striking system. I think this has been, for me, an absolute dream come true. Like there's growing up in Albuquerque and having Carlos Condit and Holly home, but Carlos especially, I just I like being an MMA fan. I've yeah. loved him from the very beginning, oh, it's and then been so cool to see his yeah. Career. Yeah, totally. And and to have him share, he, when Nate and I kind of got this place together, it was like, do we want striking? I was like, only if Carlos w was able to teach. Yeah, that's what, like, we were both like, and I I remember saying it, like, if we don't get Carlos, I don't want anybody. And I remember, we were talked on the phone, and you were, that was more like, of like, uh, kind of like, just kind of blowing yourselves off. And then now, you know, yeah, yeah. March 25th, 2019. Yeah, to see it be a, come, come true and to fruition. And I think that's the most incredible thing about this space is just, it was the night before opening our first class, like, june 9th was our first friday class and i was sitting on the couch with my girlfriend courtney and i was like damn this is crazy and she was like if this is the first time you're thinking this is crazy then something's wrong with you <laughs> but i had You've wanted it right we already time. like we had taken the walls down we'd secured the space insurance mats were here like every hundred percent of it was done yeah it's nice all but it's been it was 10 years in the making because when i started climbing i was getting away from johnson gym because of all the ego, found purity in climbing and wanted to have a climbing gym because I didn't feel that at Stone Age when I went at the time. Fast forward eight years, it's jujitsu. I'm like, oh, we can do it here just with mats? And so it's been this beautiful process that I've like for 10 years been bashing at this, like chiseling away at this rock, not knowing what I, I was that like. That jujitsu was underneath all Yeah, that. yeah, that it just became exposed and that Nate was able to like coach me and and bring me into this 10th planet family and it, it it just like it's not you've said this a few times nate maybe you've said it a few times tonight too but it's not chance that we're all sitting here yeah we all made the conscious choice to come here be here talk about this stuff and you know that has its you know so much value for so many reasons you know yeah yeah so it's been it's been really powerful to have the space uh going back to it it's just an honor to have carlos share his system his striking system with us monday wednesday six to seven o'clock um you can find information at darkhavenstudio.com instagram facebook i mean just get at us i think i tenth planet albuquerque as well as one of the instagrams right yeah yeah 10 uh, planet, yeah, 10p abq yeah 10p abq yeah all right guys and uh like john he showed up today it was his first time here you know how was it for you yeah like, like i honest? said I, I 
I yeah. was honest earlier. I think I might have said uh, it was um, humbling. It was fun, but the like the energy is what I think I'll probably come back come back to um, oh, every time if people ask me because it's it's cool here and it's a place. It's a school of of learning. I think. And so I'm, I'm evolution and growth. A place of learned doctors. <laughs> learned learned well, and I think, Nate, we've, we've talked about it a little bit. We want kind killers. Like, yeah. we, want, we want people when you get here to, like, hey, how's it going? If they had, like, have never seen you, know that you're someone new. Yeah. Welcome you, talk to you, make you feel comfortable, make you feel at home, and almost plant that idea in the head that maybe this person's weak. <laughs> and then you roll with them later and you're like, damn, this guy's a killer. Mm -hmm that's exactly what we want and that's exactly what's being created so it, it's it's amazing to just be moving along with that to be growing and well, evolving and, and with and like along. i said i keep going back to that that's not by chance you guys are all moving with intent you guys have a vision you got the natural born killers gonna teach you a part of how to be a fucking killer dude and that's one of the men before we come to a close you know that's been one of the things that's been throughout all of these and all the people that we've interviewed or talked with or sat down and had conversations with whatever you want to call it is you know they all move with intent no matter what no matter if you're christian guzman making you know 20 million dollars uh, this year moving x amount of product 25 in a day dude max I listen tuning, to that podcast. yeah it's that crazy you know max tuning uh you know crazy. developing his new line for the fall or if you're stacy diaz putting together a seminar for for women and empowering women or you know with that's you, still you big know, ups big ups to boom fam yeah boom yeah, fam all the way back <laughs> nasty nate harris knows who boom fam is so i don't know if that's good or bad so a buddy of mine yeah. <laughs> i won't say his name but he's he's married and i, I told him about the the stacy diaz podcast and he, he, i saw him a couple of days later he's like you told me stacy diaz podcast i don't know who the fuck that is but i know boom fam bro okay. <laughs> yeah, that he's like i listened to it she's cool uh, but yeah so boom fam. <laughs> yeah everyone uh, i just wanted to say thank you and this is episode five of ronin radio with simon otero Jonathan Garcia. Nasty Nate Harris. Woo! Brendan Baca. And Yoda in the background. Thank you all. Bye. And Yoda.